Welcome to the Kindred Church Podcast, where we talk about God, faith, and real life. This is Daniel Childs. I'm the host of the podcast and the pastor of Kindred Church. To learn more about how to connect with our community, check out our website at www.kindrednc.church. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We're glad you've tuned in for today's episode. Now, let's talk about God. My name is Toby Nguyen. I'm the pastor of Discipleship and Nurture at University United Methodist Church. I was with you in worship last week at Pearson Town Elementary. My family was there and I was so grateful for an opportunity to worship outside. My youngest isn't vaccinated yet to worship outside with y'all and to take communion together. What a great opportunity for us it is. And I'm so grateful to have been invited into this space today to be with you for your service this morning. We are in the final week of our sermon series titled Road Trip. It's a guide for managing change and transition with faith as a compass. We're letting go of the familiar and leaning into change, which can be fearful for all of us. We're using the Exodus story as a roadmap for how change looks when we're following God's lead and leaning and learning how to manage the uncertainty and fear often caused by change. Our hope is that by using faith to successfully transition during times of change, you can be the person that you were created to become and live the life that you were created to live. Our scripture today was so beautifully read by Pastor Daniel, and it comprises the last 12 verses of the Torah, which is the first five books of the Old Testament. Moses' life has spanned through four books, beginning with Exodus, and he is without comparison. His death closes a significant chapter in the history of Israel. And a new chapter is opened with the next book in the Bible, the book of Joshua. After 40 years in the desert, Moses is brought to a point that overlooks the promised land. And Moses has this visual tour of the geography, a grand panorama of the land which he will not enter. And you remember why he won't enter the land. In the book of Numbers, there's a conflict. And the result of that conflict is that God keeps God's promise to Israel, but it will be delayed until the next generation. The adults who left Egypt as slaves will not enter the promised land, including Moses. God will wait for their children. The next generation, without the same experiences, without the same fears or expectations, they will be in a better position to do what their parents could not do. When I read this part of the story, it reminds me of a few important truths. First, that we are part of something bigger than ourselves. Our lives, at least if we want to follow Jesus, are not merely our own. Of course, there's space for individual hopes and desires and intentions. But we ought to remember that our story is part of a larger story about what God is doing. God's story doesn't begin and end with us, just like it didn't begin and end with the life of Moses. Yet we have an important part to play in God's work in the world. And if through faith and trust, 
we follow God's lead, then we have a critical role in God's story. The second truth this story reminds me of is that some of the Israelites do not make it to the promised land. And it reminds me that some parts of who I am must be left behind if I'm going to embrace the new future that God is always calling me toward. Think of yourself as Israel for a moment. Just as part of Israel, the unfaithful part, the untrusting part, the disobedient part, had to be left behind in the wilderness, so it is with each of us. We cannot simultaneously embrace change and transition in our life and not leave certain attitudes behind, put certain habits to bed, or allow certain behaviors to die. The wilderness is a time for refinement, when we must learn who we are and who we are to become to do what God is calling us to do. Parts of us die anytime through a God-led transition. It's a hard but true reality. But the longer we sit with the Israelites and Moses, the more we realize that in many ways, the destination was the journey. It was their journey that taught them to trust God. It was the journey that shaped them into the people they became. It was the journey that refined them, challenged them, consoled them, rewarded them, frustrated them, and inspired them. They ultimately became the people of God, the people that God wanted them to become because of the journey. Yes, on this side of heaven, they didn't get to experience everything that they had hoped to, but they grew and they set the stage for the next generation to continue to advance. We have each experienced a ton of transitions and change in the last 18 months. The pandemic and the effects of isolation have changed us as individuals and as a society. We've had low points. My father-in-law died of COVID last winter. You likely know someone too who has passed. We've had high points. My family of four will probably never have this much time together as we're two thirds of the way through our journey of parenting children. Maybe sometimes that's a low point, sometimes it's a high point. Change has been thrust upon us and the world around us has changed too, and we have changed. We have clarified vision in some areas. The stress of the pandemic life has drawn us closer to God, maybe has drawn you to the kindred community, and it's helped us identify new paths that we need to follow to support our faith journey. Changes in small groups, changes in friendships, changes in quiet time for prayer. Change is hard, but we can manage it in helpful, healthy ways. The Israelites have a massive change here at the end of Deuteronomy. Moses dies and they are on the precipice of the promised land. Rather than crossing over immediately though, we're told that they mourn Moses for 30 days. 
They're on the edge of living into the promise. Because first they were in the land, but they weren't many nations. Then they were many nations and not in the land. And now they are finally many nations, outnumbering the stars and the heavens, it tells us. And they're on the edge of the land. And at this culminating moment, instead of rushing forward, they take a month to lament the loss of Moses and everyone who died, an entire generation. Have you been there before? On the edge of something for which you have dreamed and planned, which has required sacrifice and hardship? Can you remember that feeling? Walking into class on your very first day? Do you remember that feeling walking down the aisle to your beloved? Do you remember that feeling of meeting your colleagues at your dream job? of meeting your brand new baby? Have you ever moved into a promise without properly acknowledging the sacrifice and mourning what was lost along the journey? Have you ever moved into a promise without properly acknowledging the sacrifice and mourning what was lost along the journey? I have and it stunted my growth in that new area until I took time to appreciate what was left behind. As we stand here at what I hope is the latter end of COVID, I worry that we are so focused on safely gathering again with our people that we will not take the time to mourn. I worry that we will miss the lessons that the pandemic has taught us about unequal access to healthcare, the intense pain of loneliness, the importance of connecting to nature, economic disparity, prioritizing family and friends, racial inequality. Self-care is not self-indulgence, the importance of trust, in the world, in the nation, and in our community. Lament is expressing to God grief, regret, or sorrow. And Americans don't lament well. I worry that as we focus so intently on our individual desire to safely regather that we will not give space to lament as individuals. We won't give space to lament as a community or a nation, a world, and I believe this will stunt us. This is what I hear in the last 12 verses of Deuteronomy. We are part of something bigger than ourselves. The story doesn't start with us and it doesn't end with us. Thanks be to God. Change is inevitable. As people of faith, parts of us will not make it to the promised land, habits and behaviors that need to be shed. The journey changes us. Different parts of the journey need different kinds of support. Don't feel guilty for recognizing that you are in a new place and you need different influences in your life for this segment of the path toward promise. 
like the Israelites took 30 days to mourn before entering the promised land, take some time to yourself to express to God the regret and grief and sorrow of the last 18 months. Allow yourself time to express to God this hurt. God craves your honest prayer. We have read the last verses of Deuteronomy today, and now I'd like to give you a glimpse of how the story will continue. I'll close with this passage from Reverend Miofsky from his book, Let Go. The beginning of the book of Joshua, of the next book, Joshua, it tells us with fear welling up inside them that the Israelites camped on the banks of the Jordan opposite the promised land. God visited Joshua just as he had visited Moses all those many times. God offered a promise to him. No one will be able to stand up against you during your lifetime. I will be with you in the same way that I was with Moses. I won't desert you or leave you. Be brave and strong because you are the one who will help these people take possession of the land, which I pledge to give to their ancestors. That's from Joshua chapter one. I hope you hear those words as applying to you. God created you. God loves you. God has a purpose for you and wants you to use your influence and affect others. God is not finished with you. And you are not defined by your past. There is a journey ahead and God wants to lead you. It may seem crazy and the change may feel like more than you can bear and you're gonna be scared. And that's all part of the journey. But you've got this. You can do this. This is what it always feels like to manage God-inspired change and healthy transition in your life. You are not doing it alone. If you were, then maybe you would have something to worry about, but you are not alone. The last words Jesus ever said to his disciples in the Gospel of Matthew are eerily similar to the words that God shared with Joshua that day. This is what it says in Matthew chapter 28. Look, I will be with you every day until the end of this present age. It is the God of heaven and earth who created you, calls you, loves you, forgives you, strengthens you, and walks with you. You are not alone. I will close with God's summary to Joshua, a reminder of all that God has already said and a simple mantra for Joshua and all of us to live by in the future. I hereby command you, be strong, and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let us pray together. Thank you, God, for drawing close to us in the midst of transition. Help us to be strong and courageous. Help us to know your presence wherever we go. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
you, consider sharing it with a friend who might also enjoy it. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to the podcast here and give us a rating that helps us connect with more listeners. This free resource and all of Kindred's ministries are supported by the generosity of people like you. Your giving changes lives, and it helps us to share and embody God's love. If you'd like to make a donation, you can do so on our website at www.kindrednc.church. Just select Give. You can find lots of ways to connect with our community on our website as well as on our social media pages. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time.